Hello everyone and welcome to another session of Clone Wars Commentary. I'm your host Cheyenne and I'm joined by a very special guest. Hi, it's me Brody, again. <laughs> again, For welcome back. second time. Yeah, uh, but, and I know you guys can't see us, but we're all in our cozy clothes, but Brody is full on wearing a closet, cos- cosplay, can't even say it. <laughs> Of Palpatine, and it's wonderful. I'm wearing some Sith robes, not the Galaxy's Edge ones, the bathrobe one. The bathrobe version. <laughs> but I want, I want the Galaxy's Edge robes and the cane. Yeah, me too. Two hundred dollars, man. Those are expensive. Well, when you save your money, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, they're I'm not good. saying you know I'm, I'm filthy, stinking rich. I just bought a car, but yeah, ouch. They're good quality. Yeah. They are really good they, quality. They they do look good quality. The one thing I want to ask is like if my local five hundred first garrison will accept it as like their CRL. It looks yeah. it looks up to speed. You know, it's it really good. good. It's heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavy. Yeah, I only but know that based on me picking it up. I didn't actually put it on because <laughs> I was like, if I put it on, I'm going to buy it, <laughs> and I'm poor, so I can't do that. Um, okay, we are here talking about two. Um, I hate using this, but filler episodes. Um, they're not filler, but they're, they're at little mini adventures. That's a better way to put it. Um, the, the way I think of these episodes is they provide a little bit more context to yeah. like a prelude to an arc that we experience. Yes. And they're, they're whole the first episode. Clone Wars coverage. I really like the Clone Wars coverage that we get. You it, know? it makes the stories a little bit more like grounded. Like when, like how did these... Twi'lek survived so long if this war's been going on, whatever. How long has this been happening? You know, there's there's reasons behind it. And exactly. I like that Star Wars provides those reasons. Yeah. Yeah, because we want those. Um, so for the first one, we're season three, episode three. Um, it's called Supply Lines. <clears throat> and the fortune cookie is where there's a will, there's a way. That's like, I feel like that's kind of generic. Yeah, you know, self explanatory like, All the other stories... Especially the next one, which is oddly specific. Yeah. yeah the, the, the next one we'll be talking about is very specific. But there's a will, there's a way. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I Nods get it. head in agreement. Like, uh-huh. It's just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where's the quote? And? That was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes in some of these episodes, I've been able to be like, okay, like, what's your take on this in the real world? What's your take on this in Star Wars? And this, it's just like... Yes. Yeah, this is part of like my everyday vernacular. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing groundbreaking. Yeah, There's exactly. No do, or do, do not. There is no try. It's, yeah. You know. Yeah. Basic. And it basic is stuff. relevant to the episode. It's just very it is, generic. It <laughs> um. <laughs> so for this one, we're set in Ryloth, which I always, I just am fascinated by that name of the planet. So I always get excited when I think about Ryloth. Um, it's one of my favorite, like, settings to be in, simply because we get a lot of content from Twi'lex and Ryloth itself. Um, and before we dive into our other main little character snippets, we wanted to talk about Cham. And before we even talk about, like, his little bio, I want to ask you, um, Mm -hmm. at this point... Technically, we would have seen him before we've seen Rebels because of the timeline that Clone Wars came out. I didn't see him that way. So did you see Clone Wars before you saw Rebels, like, properly? Yeah, yeah. I knew Chem Sedula. I forgot him pretty much as a character. Like, I just thought he was kind of like a Saw Gerrera, you know, mm-hmm. like a one-off, probably never going to be seen again 
kind of character. And um, then when Rebels came out and I saw the name Harris and Dula, nothing. Nothing came to me, you know, mm. it didn't correlate. And then when my mom and I, because she started getting into Star Wars once I got into the 501st, <clears throat> we rewatched it when it was on Netflix still. And um, it was just like, I am cha- like I am Champ Sedula. And I'm just like, Sedula? Like, <laughs> Hera Sedula? And then in Rebels, they provide context that um, during the Battle of Ryloth, that's where Hera found Chopper in a crashed Y-Wing. Mm-hmm. So around that same time, possibly when uh, um, supply lines or the Ryloth arc, right. Hera found Chopper, which I oh. think was kind of cute to be like, oh, oh, so that's when they met. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's why I wanted to ask, because I was like, I didn't watch either of them when they came out. So watching Clone Wars in tandem with Rebels, which is how I did the first time, my first round of both of them, I was just flopping back and forth. I was just like, oh, Cham, oh, Hera, oh my god, wow, what a connection. And I just was fascinated, but I wasn't, like, (laughs) taking any of it in, you know? (laughs) Um, But let's talk about Cham really quick. So very basic bio, before we ask any questions, is uh, was a Twi'lek male who dedicated his life to being a resistance fighter and a revolutionary leader during the Clone Wars and the early days of the Rebellion against the Galactic Empire. Literally reading off of the Wikipedia people, but I love to provide information, you know? Um, He opposed the corruption of Ornfri Ta. So, I don't know much about Star Wars politics. I'm still learning that. I know I always say that, but there's literally so much going on. That I'm like, one person at a time, please. <laughs> so I like, focus on a senator to learn about, you know? Um, so for Ornfri Ta and Cham's involvement with him, what do you think... I don't I don't know if this was revealed to us too, so if you know, just tell me. But like, uh, what was Cham's like, turning point to be like, no, Ornfri Ta is dumb? <laughs> I think it's because Ornfri Ta, you know, he's... Like, I never thought of him as a Twi'lek because he had the four Leku, but apparently some of them are just born with four. Like, just yeah. imagine, you know, being born with, like, another nose and being like, this guy should be our king. Yeah, yeah. This guy should represent the human race. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like that's kind of an odd, but it might be, like, a prestigious thing, not sure. True. But, um, you can kind of tell that he's very gluttonous, you know, even when in that one episode where Satine was on her way to um, Coruscant on her little yacht. I think Ornfri Ta was there. I think you're right. I, and because he yeah, wanted, he like, the food so bad. Yeah. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, lifted a dish and it was the droid. And he was like, Aah! Yeah. Know, like a, he, I think he just doesn't like taking action mm-hmm. and just appreciates the praise that he gets on the council. He doesn't... True. I don't think he represents Ryloth because so many problems were happening there and he takes very little personal action. Mm-hmm. Like, what Cham seeks is a leader that will stand in the front lines <clears throat> and risk their like his own life mm-hmm. to protect Ryloth. And that's just... He's just like, no, I don't like that. I don't... I yeah. don't support that. He's a coward or something like that. Yeah, and even, but like, interesting... Yeah, like, interestingly enough, too, they, um... 
Is that this episode? I might be intertwining these episodes, so I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Change my mind. Um, but for, and this is a spoiler alert, um, so to get to know Cham a little bit more beyond his, like, basic beliefs, um, his wife is killed at some point during the rebellion um, and also had a son who died young. Uh, so Sindula fully dedicated himself to his cause and cared only about liberating Ryloth, which we actually see in his relationship with Hera eventually. That's in Rebels. That's not really in Clone Wars at all. No. Because Hera's a relevant. A, a little above and beyond here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he... story. Absolutely. He eventually reconciles with Hera. Um, again, I said spoiler alert. <laughs> but, um, Cham is a very... Is the bio says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, I feel like he, he's deeper than what they present to us at first. You know what I mean? Like, they very much present, like, this, like, warrior type. And he is, absolutely. But it's based in, like, his thought processes. And most of what we see is, like, his tactics rather than his thoughts. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I've been reading a book recently, Lords of the Sith. And mm-hmm. it's about how Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader try to put an end to the free Ryloth. Mm-hmm. So Cham Sindula is on the opposing like story arc. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes into him as a bit more like anxious. He really cares, you know. He deeply cares about Ryloth, but really Ryloth only, and doesn't care what he has to do to finally free Ryloth from the tyranny of the Empire. Yes. So he's kind of... I feel like him and Saw Gerrera have, like, like people would consider him as, you know, like, uh, are we supposed to use that T word on the podcast? Are we allowed to say it? Do it. And if not, I'll delete it. <laughs> Hold on. I'll spell it out. Okay. <laughs> yes, say it. We're allowed to say it? Okay. I think so. So I can see how he can easily... Be considered like a terrorist mm-hmm. to the eyes of the Empire, even to the eyes of the Rebellion, because he does some pretty shifty stuff. He almost let all of Phoenix Squadron die at some point. He's a bit more gung ho on free Ryloth. I don't care what else happens, as long as my <laughs> people are safe, as long as they got the head tails, we're good. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's entirely fair. That is absolutely the vibes that you get from him because that's what I mean that's what he says most of the time and um that's where his actions are you know he does he rarely seems to leave Ryloth too um yeah exactly if ever but I think a few times but um I definitely wanted to talk about him as far as that just because I don't know him very well outside of his relationship to Hera um so having him like immediately whenever I was re-watching these I was like oh Cham like Sparked a light bulb, and I was like, Chill. that guy. Um, <laughs> so, um, we'll get into our other character highlights in just a second. We, in this one, the kind of the plot of this episode is that the protective ships over Ryloth to protect the trade eventually get destroyed, and they're literally in the midst of, like, calling the Jedi and being like, help us, and then they're like, we don't know if we can, and then they're like, you have to, we're gonna die, and then they do. <laughs> So, dang. Well, I watched the episode, Mm -hmm. and the context is there has been a battle raging over Ryloth. Yes. And the Separatists are trying to conquer 
Ryloth, while the Twi'leks are in league with the Republic. Mm-hmm. The Republic sent defenses, or yes. like you know, they sent like a, a Jedi protective and fleet of clone troopers yeah. to assist. But supplies are running low. They've been doing nothing but retreating. They're losing the ground to the Separatists because they've set up a blockade, which prevents them from sending any supplies. Yes. So the story Typical. is Bail Organa and Representative Jar Jar Binks, great God, God bless. Um, we love him. They go to the planet Toydaria, which yes. is in league with the same roots, the mm-hmm. same like uh, hyperspace roots, and mm-hmm. they want to use it as a staging ground to provide supplies to Ryloth because they just can't send them in time. Correct. So that's the kind of political jargon that yeah. they discuss within the episode, whether Toydaria should maintain its neutrality or how they should go against their own Toydarian uh, morals. Mm-hmm. It goes deep into both their culture and their politics, which is very interesting when you really... <laughs> oh, bless you. When you really see the scope of Star Wars. Yeah, it's so important, is the word that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, because we we get the, the Senate chambers, you know? We get a lot of, like, the the big picture arguments, but we don't get what's actually happening, you know? Like, we get Padme saying, like, uh, militarization is not the answer, like, we need to know and talk to people, and instead they're like, okay, but, like, what happens when there's so many droids? We need something to match them, you know? So we're getting big picture arguments rather than, um, like, literally people on planets dying, um, and planets deciding if they want to stay neutral or not. And especially, like, Toydarians, because the only Toydarian we've ever encountered is Watto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watto was the only Toydarian, and maybe, like, one other that was in the background. Yeah, so and, at like, point. at this point, had we seen the episode with Obi-Wan and Asajj and the Toydarians? Have we seen that yet? I don't know. It was Yoda. Yoda. And Asajj, not, Thank not you. Obi-Wan, because that was the first was episode like, of the Clone Wars. Okay, thank I you. Was I was like, like, why do I Yoda? remember that? Uh, I mean, Obi Wan and Toydarians? No, Yoda. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I know what you mean. Yes. That episode already premiered, and this episode is a prequel of sorts to both that story, because it takes Whoa. place directly <laughs> before it, because at the end, uh, uh, King Kotunko of Toydaria yeah. is like, you know what, I think we're going to end our neutrality. <laughs> And join the Republic. And it's like, Bail Organa's like, I will send one of my Jedi to help you out. And then it's like, okay, I'll meet him on one of my moons. And then, cut to the first episode. Oh my god. Okay, so I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but it might have been Grace, honestly. We were literally talking about that, and we were like, how many episodes throughout Clone Wars are prequels to other Clone Wars episodes? Like, how often does that happen? And her and I couldn't really think of it off the top of our head, but, like, now I'm going to have to be more aware of that because I don't pay attention to those, you know? I don't pay attention to the fact of, like, while I'm watching this one, I'm not thinking about the fact that it falls before another one. I'm just like, what is this story? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, there are most of the beginning of season three, I think, like, the first three episodes okay. so these. are disjointed from the timeline. If you look up Clone Wars Chronological Order mm-hmm. on StarWars.com, oh. it shows an official list of what episodes are in order. And the first That's one like... is, like, Season 3, Episode 12. Because I know Episode 16 of the first season happens mm-hmm. before the movie. 
and that's how the force oh, is. Okay. Because that's where the traitor blew up all of the artillery, and that's why they were having such a poor defense on Christosis mm-hmm. while Osiris Ventress assembled a hidden army. So that's kind of the prelude to that. But even before that, the episode, I think it was season three, episode one or something, mm-hmm. or season two, but that intru- the one that introduced Admiral Trench and the stealth fighter, mm-hmm. that's the very first story beginning <gasps> in Clone Wars. Yes. That was mm-hmm. the very first one to begin it all. Yeah, right. I think that, yeah, I think that's what we were talking about the other day. Um, wow. There's Clone Wars. Yeah, really just like, being oh my God. <laughs> blowing my mind here, you know? Um, we also get, so before our other character things, we also get Blurgs. Love those. We get mm. Gobi. He's from the cool. beautiful beginning, or from the, what was it? It was the Ewoks movie. The that's Ewoks where, movie? Has Blurgs yeah, in it? That's where Blurgs came from. Oh my god. It was like the battle for Endor, and it was like this little <laughs> blonde-haired child, and Ewoks that spoke English like, I am Fred. Like, it sounded like Gollum nightmare fuel, and I've been trying so hard to find it. Yeah. Because it do- it did happen. Yeah. There were VHS copies made, yeah. and I've only seen a trailer and there are stop-motion blurbs. There are stop-motion blurbs, and they're written by, like, weird, like, Lord of the Rings orc wizards. Oh, I've the... seen that picture before somewhere. Yeah. It's I know like, what you're talking about. If you look at the poster, he's, like, the biggest guy on there with a big, stupid-looking sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love blurbs. It's... I don't know why. I don't know why. I have... I think it's their stupid little arms. It's it like must be. It's the reason why people like birds so much, because they don't have arms. You know? It's like... Birds are so yeah. long, because they just don't have arms. These things just have stupid they're little arms like... and big heads that they're connected to. And their little teeth. I love their little they're teeth. They're just like... <laughs> oh my I god. I wouldn't be mad if Blurk sounded like that. Just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I wonder what they do sound like. We don't hear them make a noise, do we? No, we do. They, she just kind of, like, they, grunts. They do kind of grunt, but they have, like, um... Like a call? Yeah, they do have a call. You hear it in The Mandalorian when he's charging okay. after <gasps> Quill stunned the first one. Oh. The second one that's charging after Yeah. Him, he makes, like, a... <laughs> kind of sound. Sounds like a oh, you're right, you're right. Okay. That sounds like a I recall. I haven't wa- rewatched Mandalorian. I should do that. Um, I, need to, I need to do that again. Yeah, I'm a loser for not long. doing that. Um, and then we get Gobi, which is like, whatever. He sounds funny. He scares me a little. Hee, baby. I've got my baby Yoda here. Oh my god. That me and my girlfriend have absolutely fallen in love with. Like, it's a, this is the child. child. <laughs> you don't need to spend extra money on, like, child care. No. Like this. Mm-mm. Who needs real parenting when you can be a parent of baby Yoda? Is that like you don't need to feed it? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, you just what, hold what it. baby Yoda eat you frogs? You just cuddle it. Probably. Yeah. Sips tea. <laughs> Eats frogs. <laughs> no, it's broth. <laughs> That's fair. A bowl of broth. <laughs> you know that thing about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um. So going back to um, Gobi. Yes. Who we get to see in Rebels as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love him. I I don't. He weirds me out a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, like, I love him in the context. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? His voice yeah. creeps me. <laughs> what? How he kind of sounds like. Like, who's, who's the guy from 
the Adams family. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know why it creeps me out. It's just very like an initial shock and then I'm over it. It's not like a, yeah, an extensive like, you thing. You just imagine all of them. But also, Bib Fortuna is a twee. Like, he has a pretty creepy voice. He's, his voice freaks me he's out like, too. You know, he's like, no one, no one. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, we're very distressed here. Uh, yeah. Goldie, hello. It's he like. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those voices that like crawls up my spine, and I think that's what it is. You know, like just I, a very I, I like guess, instinctive guess. moment, and then I'm over it. Um, <laughs> and we also have Lot Dodd showing up all over the place um, he's in both of these. In a couple other episodes, but yeah, still, he's just what a, always. A yeah, yeah. Um, so Keely is our other, like, not necessarily, like, lesser. He's not lesser in any way. He's a clone, and this is the Clone Wars. You and he's know? a clone commander. And he's a clone well. commander. Um, he has cool horns on his helmet. I love his helmet. It's such a cool design, but we only see him once. One time, right now, in this episode. It's the picture of Donkey Kong sitting on the dock, and he has his finger up. It's like, you get to see Keely. But only once. Only <laughs> once. One time. Yeah. He time. is there and wonderful. And at first we see him with his helmet on. And then um, when he actually gets, like, referred to by the Jedi that we'll talk about in a minute, um, he's, we see him with his helmet off. We see his, like, his beard. Um, his and his like, and it's like, oof. Yeah. Handsome. Yeah. Handsome boy. Um, we see, like, his personality through his looks, so a visual personality, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I love, and that's why I was telling Brody before we started, like, that's why I love, like, talking about them. If I've never seen them before, I'm trying to keep track of, like, a few clones so I know what's up, you know? Um, Keeley was the nickname of Clone Trooper Captain who fought on Ryloth during the Clone Wars. Um, he wielded dual DC-17 blaster pistols when in combat. Classic. And sported customized Phase One Clone Trooper armor with which featured dark brown markings. It looks red, but okay, whatever. <laughs> no, I think it's dark brown because but it's dark someone brown. in the in my Five uh, First Garrison does him. Wow! See, I've never even seen anybody do like his no. I'll, costume send, I'll send you like a link on Instagram. He does. Yeah. I think that might be the only clone he does because I know another guy who was like three inches. That's amazing. That's a lot of clones. <laughs> I am trying to find his clone number, but I cannot, so we'll just call him Keely, I guess. Yeah, um, I'll find him. I don't want to say his name. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but Keely, Battle of Ryloth, cool costume, cool, cool armor. Excuse me. Excuse me. <gasps> wow. That's lit. And that's that's my other buddy who just yeah. got his Rex done. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Please do. That's so cool. I am fascinated. I've been thinking about it. I've been, I'm just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I want to talk to you and your buds about possibly, and maybe like um, some other people that I know that are clones to do like a clone panel. <laughs> Ooh, clone panel. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing that for Clone Wars commentary, so we'll stay tuned for reach that. Reach out. No, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I yeah. I have like officially a clone yet because it's still, you know, like a white plastic. That's all right. I'm going to probably make a group text because I have a habit of doing that. Um, we love a group text in Kessel Run Weekly. <laughs> so we kind of go through all of these motions, um, but... Throughout it all, Jedi Ima Gundai? I'm a, I'm a Gundai? What? 
It's Tell me. <laughs> I'm a gun die. I'm a gun die. I'm a gun die. Which <laughs> um the name kind of alludes to his one off story. Yeah, it's so sad. I'm a gonna die. <laughs> That's seriously, yeah. I mean, yes. was just like, yeah, that's why he named, we named him, you know, we, did, we just didn't want to make it like a shocker, he's not coming back, you only get to see him in this one episode, his name is, I'm gonna die. <laughs> it's fine, we didn't tell you from the beginning or anything. <laughs> um, just drop it in there, so you're not fine. too surprised. Yeah, just like a little hint, little hint. Um, so his, love him. yeah, his quick bio, um, and then... We want Brody's masterful information because y'all know me. I just be be reading bios. Um, he was a male Kajansai Nikto. Kajansai, I hope I said that right. Jedi Master. Okay. <laughs> Who served the Jedi Order as a general during Clone Wars, killed on Ryloth by Separatist droid forces while helping save its people. Whoops, spoiler. But um <laughs> Um he was part of the Helios clan under Terra Sinub, Um and during his clan's Sinube, thank you. And during he was, his he was the old man Jedi that helped Ahsoka find her lightsabers again. Yeah, the cane lightsaber that was light blue. He was like <gasps> Like the turtle looking guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he had like the white hair and he was just like Yeah. Oh I love him. Oh and my he, god. Like, he was like I kindly asked this police officer for his car. You can do that with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I do love him. Okay, so during his clan's so initiate nice. trials, this is 68 years before the Battle of Yavin, he dueled fellow youngling Yida with Gretsch Droom and Qui-Gon Jinn watching. So, he's been is, through is it. This, are you in Legends or Canon? That says Canon. I don't it says know. canon? Okay, it said canon. that's probably from, like, an, like a Qui-Gon. Yeah. Or yeah, like a, ti- a different timeline that we haven't seen yet. Um, yeah, I have like, Helios clan pulled up if we want to mention them, but I want to hear your thoughts on Jedi. I'm a gun die. So, we're just going to call him Master Die Kay. for now. So, Master Die, um, I think he is the only Nikto of, like, the current four Nikto species that we have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there isn't like, you know, the Niku Nikto mm-hmm. or the, the pale one or the blue one that we get to see in resistance. Cause I think it introduced two new ones. Yeah. In resistance. Yeah. Nico and that so, girl. Cause there was the one that was the first order spy and the one that didn't yeah. speak English. Yeah. But, um, so, those are the Nikto's that you originally see in Return of the Jedi, and they're kind of, they're like the skiff guards. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see how, like, you know, the Jedi Order has a little grab bag of all the species, no matter where they come from. Yeah, I do love like, that. Like, truly we've never seen, like, you know, a Clatoonian Jedi, which is, which were the raiders from, mm-hmm. um, the Mandalorian. Right. Um. Yeah, I googled that after that episode. Huh? I googled that after that episode because I didn't know what the heck they were talking oh, about. Oh, what the species name was? Yeah. I was just like, when the episode came out, I was watching, I was like, oh, Clatoonians! <laughs> and then my mom was just like, <laughs> how, how do you know? Yeah, exactly like that. The, um, what's his name? The Tim Allen Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's me but, um, every day. I like to see that kind of diversity in Star Wars. He seems very 
noble, mm-hmm. and he mentions how he promises very often, and he was even mentioning like, like war turns promises into hope. It's like I can't make promises anymore because Chan was like, I'm tired of your false promises. Mm-hmm. We're leaving. We're abandoning this effort or whatever. So yeah. I can imagine that he's just tried to keep them, you know, like happy by. Saying like, "Oh, I promise! I promise! I, I'm <clears throat> promising you this stuff, or it's okay." So I guess that's kind of like where he comes from in his realm of like, <laughs> as a Jedi, he should make you feel safe by right. saying like, "I promise the Republic will come. You can trust me." Mm-hmm. But there gets to a point where so many promises fall through, and you can't keep every single one of them during the battlefield. So I feel like that's kind of where you know his limit goes to his, like, Jedi self. Because there's, like, you know, the yeah. warrior in him, but the Jedi self, that's, like, you know, the peacekeeper. The Jedi are still peacekeepers, but now they become war soldiers. Yeah. So it's hard to blend his Jedi teachings, because from what you labeled, he's been around since Qui-Gon, which is right. way before the Clone War. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was a Padawan then. So probably Obi-Wan's exactly. realm of age, maybe? Yeah, probably. He's probably <clears throat> as old as Obi-Wan. Yeah. I wonder if that there's like a scale of like, you know how there's like dog years? What are like Nikto years? <laughs> Nikto years, yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I was about to say, it's interesting how much older he seems. And like, just in general, his um, demeanor in this is very, like, we're gonna handle it no matter what the outcome is. Yeah. And as as stressed as he is in some moments, he's also like, this is my destiny. I'm here to protect people. I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. Um, he seems fairly unfazed by Cham leaving because he knows his, his duty and his heart, you know? Which, again, like, goes back to you talking about, like, his Jedi role rather than his warrior yeah. role. And in the end, he still made his noble sacrifice. <laughs> and his last comfort was, you know, knowing that the Twi'leks will fight another day. Yeah, that was so noble. When, when he made that last assault, he was like, for the Republic, for the Twi'leks, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he, like, since he said the Republic first and then the Twi'leks last, he really cared about them, you know. Yeah. I think he was a very caring Jedi, even though he has such a grizzled and spiky outside demeanor mm-hmm. with his grovelly voice and whatnot. Yeah, but I, I love... think he really was a passionate Jedi that understood the cause. Yeah. Understood what the Twi'leks would feel. That's another big part of, like, why I love Clone Wars, because we get, we get these episodes that lead us into understanding more of the Jedi um, as individuals, and then to, like, learn more about the culture of the Jedi Order. Um just to kind of help give give us perspective you know and it's such a such a wide universe knowing that they come from all these different places and then they come into this one specific area that teaches all these specific things but they all have it's i mean it's similar concept to the clones the clones being clones literally but having the ability to have personalities and thought processes um through their development. Yeah, and so, like, the uniqueness of the Jedi, because it's not, it's not as if it's told to us that they're all the same, but being a part of something called the Jedi Order, your brain immediately connects the thought process of, like, this is gonna sound bad, but, like, cultish stuff, 
you know, you yeah, immediately, like, your is, circuits is, like you know, that. as Han Solo has said, a hokey religion, a hokey dead religion at its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Um, and then, in the end, so we do lose our great Master Jai, um, but the, <laughs> the supplies make it, and um, they suffer a great loss. Um, and I think that also is another one of those uh, continuous things that happens in Star Wars, um, where they suffer a great loss, even though there's a quote-unquote happy ending to the fact that, like, the supplies made it great, wonderful, like, and he died knowing that he was dying for a good reason and protecting people. Um, but the great loss is a real thing, and we don't really get the the feeling of that until the sequel trilogy, when Leia starts to make sure that that is, like, at the forefront of everybody's mind, of, like, we're losing people and we have to stop doing that at an astronomical rate. <laughs> it's, it's bittersweet, I'd say, you know? Yeah. You start, I feel like, now that we've discussed it a bit more, I've fallen a little bit more in love with this character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me too. Like I feel like now that we kind of understand a bit more of him and discussed his personality per se, we're a bit more attached to him. So now that when we see him go again, when we watch rewatch the Clone Wars for like the twelfth time, we're gonna be like, "Oh, Master Die! We knew it was coming, but we really wish it didn't." Yeah, absolutely. Um, and these. I came into this telling you guys we were doing three and four, um, so these episodes do not connect. Um, no, not at all. At all. <laughs> but we are doing both simply because they are uh, mini-adventures. And um, they're right next to each and other. And they're right next to each other. I just want to, we're just going to do it so that we can continue to do arcs as well, um, because I like doing them in arcs, in arc forms. Um, so we're also <laughs> going to do... The arc form, art form. The arc form, art form. Um, <laughs> wow, say that ten times fast. Do it. No. <laughs> or, or you know what? For, for the for the podcast, absolutely. For the podcast, okay. anything. All right, go. Art form, art form, art form, art form, art form, art form, art form. Ah, son of a... <laughs> it was like four, three-ish, three and a half-ish. Three and a half. No, it was, it was like two and a half. <laughs> it was two and a half. I screwed up on the third. At least you admit it. Listen, that's half the oh, battle. Of course. Um, all right, so we're moving on to episode four. We love Woo. a... Not so smooth transition. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, season three, episode four is entitled what? I missed it. I forgot. Sphere of influence. I think so. <laughs> um, I, I wrote the fortune. I wrote the fortune cookie, but not the title. Oh, great! Hold on. You're you're a great and wonderful host, Cheyenne. Clone. You're Wars welcome. Season three, episode. Four is called Sphere of Influence. It debuted on October 1st, 2010. Wow. Wow. That's six days before my birthday. Wow. Wow. Okay, so um, Sphere of Influence. I like that title for this one. Um, the fortune cookie is A Child Stolen is a Hope Lost. Which... I have never used in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's not a fortune cookie you think of very often. I mean, I pray to the Lord that I will never lose my adorable, <laughs> sweet baby Yoda. Yeah. Like, my entire life, I will never lose this child. It is mine forever. So, let's just say that my hope will forever be intact. Yeah, yes. Um, 
I, this one, like you said before when we were talking about episode three, even, like, this one is very relevant to this episode. Like, it's, it's just a very, not obvious one, but it's one that's just like, oh, we know what's about to happen here. Um, and it's going to be a little rough, but it's going to be good. Um, so a child stolen is a hope lost. For me, when I, like, saw it, I was just like, oh, now I remember this episode, you know? But, like, that's just me being a, a Clone Wars fan. So when I thought about it from the perspective of, like, while they were writing the episode, I was thinking about the fact that, like, imagining in the Star Wars universe how many times we've seen a lost kid. Uh, like so often. Rada the Hutt. Stinky. Uh, Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. Just Stinky. It's there's just there's so many. We see this one. We see Stinky. Um, what's oh what's that kid's name? The Twilight girl. Oh, Numa. Numa, love her. Um, there were the four sensitive kids in both Clone Wars and in Rebels mm-hmm. who got kidnapped. One by um, Cad Bane, mm-hmm. and then the other ones were kidnapped by the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. And even just, like, not even, uh, like, having a kid be kidnapped or, like, lost from their family, but, like, Ezra, you know? Yeah, true, but on his own, he did kind of develop being the new hope for Lothal. Yeah, he had to, like, become a hope. wanted to be, when will we have our Ezra chat? Yeah. I want my Ezra chat. <laughs> Okay, well, make sure you're on I Ezra love Chat. I blueberry boy, and you will never stop me from loving him. I need you on there because I don't really care about him. Oh my! <laughs> I God. do care well, about him. That's a lie. Be the host. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do care about him. I get his importance, but he just I irritates me so you. much. <laughs> he I'm, I'm makes gatekeeping. me. I'm gatekeeping. The That's Ezra all right. Fandom. It's okay. You can gatekeep Ezra. It's all right. <laughs> Oh my god, you really don't like him? I don't really, I don't dislike him. I'm just, like, indifferent, you know? He irritates me enough to the point where I'm just like, shut up, you know? And then then he does something good, and I'm like, okay. Well, I I have a question for you, kind of off topic. Who do you think is a better uh, main character? Uh Um, Ezra Bridger or Kazuda Ziona? Mm. You can only choose one. <laughs> I can tell by like the way your like your face is like cringing up. That's so hard. Because they're <laughs> listen. That's so hard. I I do like Kaz. <laughs> oh my god! But do you seriously like Kazuda more than? Ezra? I don't think I like him more than Ezra. <laughs> okay. okay. I I think I appreciated him differently because he's not a Jedi. You know what I mean. Yeah, he's just like a regular guy. He's just a guy in the universe. So I guess that is kind of a refreshing take. Guys being dudes, you know. Guys being dudes, <laughs> falling backwards every episode, sounding like um, Arthur from Sword and Stone. Like, Literally every episode. And yeah, you know the exact sound bite of Arthur yelling because they play it like five times in Sword and Stone, so you know the one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for this one. Uh, the summary that I immediately thought of was the fact that it's the Pantorans um, rallying against the yes. Senate because of another blockade happening. We love a, oh boy. a separatist trade federation Same blockade. 
Can you talk about her? <laughs> yeah, Nebu blockades on planets. <laughs> um, very familiar. And then the separatists are like, I wrote separatists are sneaking in. Um, I don't really remember why I wrote that, but I think in the in the sheer fact of like them involving themselves um, via the Trade Federation is where my mind was at. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I could interpret because in this topic the separatists are using hostages mm-hmm. to manipulate that people too. to join their separatist cause. Yeah. And Pantora is, you know, a very... I don't know much about Pantora. I think it's like a very aristocratic kind yeah. of place and possibly, you know, has a lot of resources that the separatist alliance can use. Yeah. And I think their aristocratic ways can kind of make the separatists seem a little bit more, like, bougie, a little bit more fair. <laughs> yeah, they can appeal more. Is Count Dooku, who, come on, he drinks Alderanian wine, like, yeah. every day and those parties at the time, so. Dooku is absolutely a person that puts his pinky up, for sure. Absolutely. There's not a doubt in my mind. He's like, um, oh, I love my wine, I love, oh, I love killing Jedi, but more than that, I love my wine Yeah, my yeah, gets drunk, pinky still Ex- up. Oh, I would love... <laughs> You see drunk dude. You know he's gotten drunk at some point during the Clone Wars. He's Absolutely. Like, oh, I just lost Ventress. Now we gotta find a new guy. That's what he's doing in that office. Every time I he just, gets annoyed, he goes in. He has a drink. Exactly. Just for sure. It's like <clears throat> Ventress drink, Savage drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally every time. Um, so for this yeah. one, we do meet uh, Chairman Papanoida, which is in live action played by. The Lord and Savior George Lucas himself, correct? Exactly. The maker. The maker. The maker George Think Lucas. the maker. Um, but, plot twist. I mean, I guess not really. It's very self-explanatory. But, they kidnap his daughters. <gasps> Who are played by um, George Lucas's real daughters. daughters. <laughs> because they're right next to him in the live action. And it's just like, I love oh, it. I'm going to have my whole family in the Star Wars movie in episode three. I'm going to have my whole family here. Uh, it's my last little disc at night. And my son specifically, he's going to get shot by clone troopers. That's the way I want to deem it as such. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He... Love him. Love him so much. I love um, that he made his own kid, his own son like, die. Yeah. In, in, in he was show. just like... He probably did it with such a straight face. He was like, you stand here. He's like, okay, like, dad, Like, what am I going to do? He's gonna, you're going to get shot. I'm just like... What? Yeah, just just flail around a little bit, pretend that you're dying from these CGI clone troopers that aren't there. Uh, Baylor Gunn is going to try to save you, but he's not going to, because you're going to die immediately. (laughs) Immediately. Immediately. Like, first time you get shot, you drop. (laughs) That's horrible. I'm so sorry. That's okay, it was funny. Um, So, (laughs) we meet the family first, um, and then... I mean, they really don't even hesitate. They get stolen pretty abruptly. Um, But between that, and I didn't take deep notes on this, but between that, um, I guess after it, technically, um, we see, like, Ahsoka and Anakin and Padme are in this episode, but very briefly, which I do enjoy. Yeah, very briefly, but favorite part, second favorite part of this episode is Anakin's look when Padme says, I still can't believe they let you teach. And he just goes, (laughs) <laughs> for a second I forgot what you said but I like forgot what you meant but then I was like oh you know it was like when Ahsoka's like assigned to it you know and then exactly Padme's like, like 
do you really go against the word of the council like this? And so it's just like, all the time. It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Thanks it's... Turning into another episode of The Clone Wars. Listen, I would love for them to make a little kitschy episode of Clone Wars like that. Like a ragtime Yeah. Style. Yeah, for Instead sure. Of, um, Tom Kane doing, like, Trouble Above Christophsis. It would be, like, Trouble Above Christophsis. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano, the raggedy time Padawan. Oh my and a, god. And Anakin Skywalker, the sky guy of Tatooine. Like, you sky know, just guy. the, like, like the intros to Legend of Korra. Oh my god. If you watched, yeah. if you watched Korra. Only a few episodes, but yes. Oh my god. That, I need that. I need that in my life. Um, so. Let's make a petition. Let's make a petition. Uh, <laughs> so we meet Ahsoka going off to that and, um. We meet Senator Chuchi, and they also already know each other, Senator Chuchi and Ahsoka. They, she refers to her as a friend, um, which I love, because yes. I really love Chuchi. When my girlfriend and I, we were starting to watch Clone Wars, and we watched the one with the talls that introduced Senator Chuchi. Yes. Um, love that episode. My girlfriend was just like, oh my god, she's so pretty, and she's so cool. She's like a powerful like yeah. woman character that doesn't make a big deal out of it. No, it's she's like, a savage. I love like, her. Yes. She takes charge. She tells the chairman to screw off. You know, yeah. it's like, just like, yeah, strong woman. That's how you do it. <clears throat> yeah. That's how you do it. Summer and I talked about her before on an episode. Um, and one of her, one of our favorite uh, quotes from her is to die for one's people is a great sacrifice. To live for one's people is an even greater sacrifice. I choose uh, to live for my people. And I that's, just that's perfect. love that summary. I um, love that. Her name is Ryo Chuchi, which makes her even cooler. Love that name. It's Female, like, that's such a cool name. Yeah, it's awesome. Female Pantoran politician from the moon of Pantora, orbiting the planet of Orto Plutonia. Wow, so many things. She well, served. No, um, huh. Pantora is a moon. Yeah. That orbits Orto Plutonia. That's just oh, an, a wild name. Bad. There's so many P's involved in that sentence. <laughs> It's like, do you know how long it took me to understand the name Kato Numoidia? <laughs> yeah, it's seriously. Like, like, shut up. There's and so the many things. The only time I really learned about it was when I learned um, the planet I took. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, it's funny that you say that because I hear it every time in Revenge of the Sith. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh my god. My brain just like And then you play Force on the and you're like, that's where That's it, it. yeah. Uh, Chuchi served as a senator and represented her people in the Galactic Senate, which we know. Um, she also helped negotiate between the Tal's tribe and the neighboring planet, Orto Plutonia. Um, so we also know that. Her bio, uh, beginning as a senator, it says, it was during the time the Pantoran Assembly requested that the clones establish a base on the planet Orto Plutonia. Um, so basically, she starts off not slow at all. Like, she immediately has to jump into all of this. Which is why we see that change and growth in her. So, even between the time that we see her in the the Tal's episode and this episode, she, like, takes a step up, but she has to learn how to do that in that one. And then in this one, she does it without hesitation. When she's faced with, not Lot Dodd, but the other guy. No, oh, no. Is it Lot Dodd? Lot Dodd is the one at the council. Yeah, and Sid Kane is the, like, traitor guy. Yeah. How did you remember Sid Kane? I wrote it down. Oh, okay, well, that makes <laughs> sense, because you're not just like, oh, best new lady ever, 
I take notes. <laughs> I can't do anything without notes. Um, so, yeah, like, I just seeing her growth between episodes is really cool. She is one of the first aliens where I would have to wear body paint that I would like to cosplay. Yes. So I'm interested to see what I do with that. I don't really know if that's going to happen. <laughs> hey, you know, nothing's impossible. Believe in yourself and <laughs> spend a couple hundred dollars on costumes. Yeah, it's, it's fine. okay. It's, it's, it's going to be cool. It's fine. Um, we also see Greedo amongst bounty hunters. Yes. And we get Jabba's Palace in a cartoon. Again. Again. We saw, we saw and Stinky. it in the movie. And Stinky is back. And Stinky is back. That's the only other time Stinky gets seen. Ever is seen ever again. Ever um, again. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And then Ahsoka, this was probably one of my favorite parts, is Ahsoka disengages after she, like, gets all those droids. She disengages when the people are coming. The actual warriors. And for me, for a minute, I was just like, oh, like, okay, like, why is she not fighting? And then I was like, it's because they're people. And because she's a Jedi, and she's not just supposed to kill people willy-nilly. And I appreciate that sentiment. I thought the same thing when I was watching it today. I was just like, there we go, Ahsoka. Yeah. It's still cool, you know. It's like the last thing that wants to get involved is, you know, adding, like, deaths to a... Yeah, like a body count. Like, like, you killed valuable men today, and I'm going to sue you for their lives. Yeah. they, they all had insurance. All of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, a thing that, like, I guess, I can't say we as an audience, but, like, I tend to overlook, you know? Um, just because before I was like, oh, this is Star Wars, and, like, people aren't going to die, like, horribly unless they're horrible people. And it's just like, yeah, that's so true. Like, they're not going to... She, she is a proper Jedi in the fact that she does know right from wrong. Um, and upholds the Jedi Order, which makes it even harder to think about her future. But anyway. Oh, oh my god. That's a podcast foul. <sighs> Dropping phones. Um, Dropping phone ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the only other thing that I want to talk about is Sib Kane. So before I do that, do you have any other information that you want to talk about? Um, I feel like we overlooked... Because um, I always miss something. We overlooked the part with um, Baron um, oh, yeah. Papanoida. Yes. Because him and his son go to Tatooine to discuss with Jabba because Greedo is working for Jabba as a bounty hunter. And Greedo was hired by the Separatists to kidnap her or the, the daughters. They find his blood on a object that one of the uh, one of the daughters used to attack him. So that's how they tracked him. Then there's this awesome scene where Greedo is like, you know, captive, and is like, "Oh, go get the prisoner, whatever." And one of the guys is like, "Who are these dudes that you're with?" And it's like, "Oh, they're separatists, whatever." And then once the daughter comes out, she's like, "Father," and it's like, "Father." wait a second, and then she, uh, Greedo ducks, mm-hmm. and they all start shooting at him, mm-hmm. and then, out of nowhere, George Lucas just is packing dual pistols, <laughs> packing heat, and going nuts! Yeah. Like, when I saw that, I was like, 
wow, that's like the dream family. Yeah. All of them would just be toting blasters and be like, I will protect my kids. <laughs> it was just nutso. And yeah. I was just like, that's the, that's the, that's the, that takes the cake. Yeah. Right it's there. very cool. This is the, the screenwriting student in me. It's very cool to have to think about the depth to your characters. I'm saying that literally because, excuse me, I'm in the middle of character creation lessons. So, like, I'm learning about, like, the depth that you need to give your characters, especially in such a big world, something like Star Wars, um, where you can, like, like, they could have easily just made them aristocrats with no weapons, you know? and a big family, and then made them, like, be sad about losing family members, but instead they made them protective and uh, diplomatic and rich (laughs) all at the same time, you know? So, like, they created depth to all of that, so then you could have a chaotic moment, but chaotic out of love and protection, you know? Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, It's very sweet. It is. We love family in Star Wars. That's what George Lucas said. It's family. It's all about. It's about family. It's um, about the Skywalkers. It's about Palpatine. Skywalkers. <laughs> the literal and ones. And the figurative and, ones. And George Lucas's family. Yeah, because and the Pantorans. The Papanoidians. Exactly. The Papanoidas and the Skywalkers. Yeah, only. Both are very involved. No one else. <laughs> um, no one else. Speaking no of no one else, this is Sib Kane. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, oh, man. Oh I'm not wrong. God. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but you still shouldn't say that. Spicy. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Simpsons me where it's like, stop, he's already dead. Yeah. Um, so, Sib Kane, a male Nemoidian who served as an officer in the Trade Federation during the Clone Wars. Um, he was in command of the blockade of Pantora with the secret intention of forcing the moon to join the Separatist Alliance, um, which we we see the whole time. Oh, yeah. Though, from our perspective as the audience. Um, we know this. Yeah. And he hired a bounty hunter to kidnap the daughters of Papanoidi... Papanoida? I, <laughs> uh-huh. My mouth. I Papa can't. Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to further pressure the Pantoran Assembly. Um, also... W- Skipped over this. Chi Amanwe? Amanwe? Their names are really cool, too. They do have very cool names. I really like, like When I first them. heard it, I was just like, how do you say this, and how do I make this the name of my children? Yeah, yeah really. Because um, those will totally be their names. I literally can't wait. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to find that out. Uh, so, we find out that basically he was the evil scheming mind behind the kidnapping. Um, <gasps> Greedo did do it. He does admit that in the episode. Um, but hired by this guy. guy. Yeah. Um, and when faced with, like, reality, Sib just, like, cowers to Lot Dodd. Blackmail! <laughs> That's my favorite line in the entire thing. Like, <laughs> the whole oh. episode. <laughs> Yeah, um, so excessive, so upset. and they're, yeah, they're so dramatic, the Nemoidians. They really are. Um, well, you know what they say about Nemoidians? They were literally grown in a hive with hundreds of siblings <laughs> that they literally had to eat to crawl out and be the most grievous slime ball in the galaxy. I didn't. That's canon. 
That's canon, by the way. They're technically insects or something, and they grow in hives, and they eat each other, and only the best one that pops out of the hive is uh, the the, the winner. I didn't know that. (laughs) But thank you for the... You didn't need to know that. Our viewers didn't need to know that. Yes, they did. And but Star that's but that's weird. what Star Wars is about. That's what Star Wars is about. Just you know, your siblings in a gross hive in a weird <laughs> cave planet. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, or honestly. At least new Gunray's life. <laughs> at least new Gunray's life. Oh my god! How did New Gunray be the one that got out? That made it out. Well, they have to be all greedy and, and stingy. True, and Sib Kane. Jeez. Um. So Kane. Yeah, and Ahsoka, uh, like, accused him properly, uh, and then he eventually confessed to those accusations of conspiring with the Separatists, um, and Lot Dodd distanced the Federation from Kanae in the Senate and said that his actions had been, quote-unquote, of his own accord, products of new gun influence. And it's just like, yes, but you only did it because Chuchi called you out. Even if he, even if he had no idea, even if Lot Dodd had no idea, we know that the Trade Federation is bad. So, like, exactly. At the end of the day, great, they lifted the blockade, wonderful. Which, so like, this one is was was a small victory, but both of these episodes that we viewed are very heavy on the Trade Federation. Yes, and talking about their trade routes and such. Mm-hmm. So it does, I think these two episodes really wanted to expand the idea, because I think the next episode is the one with, uh, what's it, what's the guy? What's the his name? Clovis, right? Is that the next episode that they do, the one with Clovis? Let's Google. And how he works with the, because I know the next episode is called Corruption, mm-hmm. I don't know if that is the one. Well, time to whip out the phones, time to, to, to Google. Yeah, we gotta do a, we're doing a live Google. I need, like, live Google elevator music. <laughs> because no, we do this a lot. the one where they open up the new hospital in Mandalore and the food, like, the drinks. Oh, yeah, because I think that's gonna be the next arc, is the next two episodes is an arc, yes, technically. Yes, <clears throat> So get excited for that, viewers. Yeah, I'm excited Trailing about that the, one. Uh, or alluding to the... I do like season three. Season three is good. Season three is good. I think and that's we like get Citadel and we get Mortis. Oof! They really just doing it. In season they go three. off. Um. Well, that's it. Season three, episodes three and four. Wonderful random episodes. Um. They do focus on the Trade Federation. They are good episodes to highlight Star Wars politics. Um. This will be coming out. Uh, on a Wednesday, like Clone Wars commentary does. Um. <gasps> on the fifteenth. Um, but keep an eye out and an ear out for the rest of season three as we keep going, um, either in arcs or in little bundles. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on Clone Wars Commentary, I actually, uh, want to open it up to any of our listeners that want to be on Clone Wars Commentary. Um, it obviously is usually only going to be like one at a time, um, or two at a time. But I do want to do that, so that's just something I'm exploring right now. Please feel free to message the main channel at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram for that. Uh, Brody, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Um, like, like my house address? No, no. do not, do um, not triangulate um, your location. 
So on Twitter and Instagram, I am at a TK50015. And um, I've said my personal account before. It's uh, the underscore Borby on Instagram. So that's kind of where I post most of my pictures, and that's where I really, you know, answer messages if that's where you want to message. But otherwise, that that's just about it. Okay, and you can follow me personally at cjerica on Instagram, cjerica95 on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> you can read my blogs. I do feature Star Wars Sundays on the Kyber Crystal with two L's dot WordPress dot com. Uh, I think that's it for me. You can follow the main channel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kessel Run Weekly. You can join our Facebook group called the Kessel Crew. Um, we do try to post polls there every day just to keep some interaction, but we would love to get more fan interaction, so please go join the Facebook group. Again, that's The Kessel Crew. You can also follow our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash kesselrunweekly and join the Discord channel and Discord server there. Oh, and, you, and the YouTube. And the YouTube is where we dump extra podcasts. Yeah, and we are working on YouTube content, um, but with my job reopening and being in school and all of us being in completely separate schedules, it is hard. So we are still working on that, and we'll keep saying that we're still working on that until we get an episode up. I promise. Uh, I miss Disney so much. But that's I am the working only on thing it. that's been getting me through these times. I'm just like, it's, it's all for Disney. It's yeah. all for Disney. It's all for Disney. Yeah. It's all for those Ronto, Ronto wraps. <laughs> oh, man. I love a Ronto wrap. My friend went to Hollywood Studios today for a cast preview, and I'm just jealous. You're going to have to mail me a Ronto wrap <laughs> to the, through uh, UPS. <laughs> I'll do just that. box it up. Yeah. Thank you. Wrap it in foil a million times. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning into Clone Wars Commentary. Um catch us next Wednesday and every Wednesday as long as I don't take a week off (laughs) and thank you once again for listening may the force be with you always